Hear ye, hear ye. Welcome to In the Car with Barky. Yes, I called myself Barky. I'm going to jump right into something. Let's see. Can I angle that and get some better lighting? Whoa. What was that? Did that just move? Oh, it just moved. That's not great. Okay, anyways. uh, I went and watched Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And I figure I'd just talk about it. You know, this is my thoughts in the car. It doesn't always have to be deep shit. It can be on the surface fun shit. But the uh, the critics have pretty much hammered this one. I do pay attention to the Rotten Tomato score because it's just the standard these days. My God, my mouth is dry. But the Rotten Tomato score last time I looked was like 53%. And uh, honestly, that I get it. And the reason I do get it, spoilers ahead, by the way, if you were planning on watching this movie, like I'm going to talk about it. So you may not want to listen to this podcast of In the Car with Bark. But the there was some definite plot holes, which they all have them. And again, I, I must reiterate that Marvel kind of blew its wad with Endgame and Infinity War. Like that was the best of the best. That was like that was what all that was what all Marvel fans dream of was that kind of big massive collaboration of characters against one evil foe my my problem with Marvel before I talk about the movie is the same problem I have with comic books like I liked comic books for a while I read the X Factor uh, Deadpool uh, X-Men few others not a lot some Spider-Man some Iron Man some Doctor Strange maybe but I I didn't read comic books for very long because it is a wash, rinse, repeat style of entertainment it's always a hero it's always a villain and there's really only so much you can do with that like if you think about action movies which action movies are really cool sometimes but sometimes it is it's again it's wash rinse repeat it's a hero versus a villain every single time even dramas don't necessarily have a villain comedies don't always have a villain action movies typically have a villain comic books have a villain and it's kind of you know it's it's how how many different stories can you tell based around that premise of hero villain before it gets old and i think marvel's gotten really old for context i started watching uh wakanda forever black panther 2 movie and i've watched uh about 40 minutes of it and that has taken me three settings three fat fingers it's taken me three settings to get that far i'm trying to just keep up because i don't have anything else that i really enjoy watching Like, me and my wife have stuff we watch. Then I have stuff I watch when, you know, I've got a few minutes alone. And, uh, like, my my six-year-old, he still... I still lay down with him to get him to sleep. Because he's very spoiled. And he's very cuddly. And he's very sensitive. And when I lay down with him, I usually will throw something on my phone with my headphones on. That's been two Wakanda settings. And, uh... 
you know, I'm just trying to keep up because there are moments of that happiness again. And I think Ant-Man, the new Ant-Man was one of them. I personally enjoyed it quite a bit, even with the plot holes, you know, even with the weird things, like I'll give something away here. Kang is extremely unstoppable seemingly until the end of the movie and then everything just gets easy against him maybe not easy easy but it gets really easy and it's very surprising because they're pumping him up as like you know a Thanos level threat which he seemed to be they did a good job of painting that picture until the end which you know he was very easily thwarted and I will say like you you watch the Avengers movie if you really think about it like it doesn't always need to be the most powerful and this and that if you really think about it the first massive threat was Loki and Loki is uh, has over the years become very normal like kind of normal alongside the rest of the heroes in the MCU he's you know how how was he even the first threat in the Avengers then you had Ultron you know that's not a Thanos level threat so again you got Loki you got Ultron and then you've got Endgame and you've got the biggest baddest motherfucker out there in Thanos well now you're trying to paint paint Kane as the Kang as the same thing but really we just have to accept that like we've seen the biggest and the baddest and maybe Kang will become that but not right off the bat so I don't care that they made it a little easier to fight Kang at the end because you have the Van Dykes and you have Ant-Man and you have his daughter you have a, a team of five fighting Kang actually and Michael Douglas's character is a absolute genius that's kind of like having a Tony Stark his wife is an absolute badass which is like having a black widow his daughter is like having a spider-man like a young you know hero learning and uh, you know you got Ant-Man that's just four isn't it no Evangeline Lilly the wasp who did very little in the movie I don't know why they said title to Ant-Man and the Wasp that is one complaint not a whole lot out of her she did not do much she definitely could have done more but I'm sure they cut a lot of shit out but I, I was very happy with the movie like it it was it was set in a really cool place it looked like Strange World the movie the animated movie I, I just thought it was a beautiful movie there's complaints about the visual effects like man let it go you know, just not everything's going to be perfect. Go watch Jaws and talk about the visual effects. You know, go watch uh, Shrek, the first one, and let's let's talk about the animation. Like, you either enjoy the movie or you don't. It, e- it either is a good watch or it is not. And uh, I, I heard Pete Davidson last night. I watched an episode of Hot Ones, and Pete Davidson really struggled with those wings. But Pete Davidson is a very... You know, you don't know anything about him until you see him in a regular setting. And he's actually a very logical person. 
and kind of a realistic person. And he was talking about how millennials just jump right there. Like, it's a first impression thing. I guess he has, like, a non-disclosure agreement that you have to sign to watch his comedy shows that you won't take any material out of his comedy show. And if you do, you know, you signed an NDA. They can come get you. But he, uh, that's very smart to me because comedy is, you know, comedy is offensive a lot of times. Like, comedy's going to offend somebody. You know, that's, that's part of it. But if we're going to keep comedy alive, you have to be willing to know what you're walking into. And, and that's what I see with the Marvel stuff. Like, you're walking into a fun time. You're not walking into anything that's going to be up for an Oscar. Emmy, whatever. I don't fucking know. But you're walking into a what's supposed to be a good time. And I typically have a good time at those movies. They're not perfect. I don't know how you think they could be perfect. They're based off comic books. Comic books aren't perfect. Like, it's not... It's not like Shakespeare is writing this shit. You know, this is entertainment. It's fun. And I had a really good time watching Ant-Man and the Wasp. I thought Jonathan Majors, who is... Man, him and Pedro Pascal, they are my dudes as far as the uh, celebrities go. I enjoy the fuck out of them. I cannot wait to watch Creed 3. That trailer gave me goosebumps. Both Creed movies have been excellent, in my opinion. Absolutely fantastic movies. And Jonathan Majors... Uh, Michael B. Jordan as well. What a what a fucking actor, man. But Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors, that's going to be killer. Jonathan Majors was great as Kang. Fucking great. Like, he's just a great actor. He's just a great... One of, one of the great celebrities right now. One of the great actors that we got. And he did great. Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd, dude. If you don't enjoy Paul Rudd you're not going to enjoy anything like a Marvel movie. You know, Paul Rudd keeps it light. He keeps it fresh. Michael Douglas looks fantastic for his age. And I didn't know he went through about a cancer, but apparently he did and beat it. And that guy looks fantastic, man. Michael, he did a good job. Uh, one of the podcasts I listened to reviewing the movie, they were really unsure as to why, uh, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer's Van Dyne characters weren't just left on earth while the others went to fight. I disagree. I disagree. Like, you you know, if you take away, regardless of how much they contributed once they were in the quantum realm, if you take those characters away, you're putting a lot more on the characters we've never heard of that live in the quantum realm, and you're putting a lot more on just Ant-Man, the Wasp, and the daughter. And if you're going to do like this whole split them up kind of deal, which is what happened, which made the movie flow, then you've got to have people to split up. If you would have just had Ant-Man, the Wasp, and the daughter, that's not really enough to split up. If you split them up, you have to split them up separately, which means they have to rely on outside characters or shit that's almost like a quiet place or that Sandra Bullock movie with the blindfold like you're it's going to it's going to get a little boring there's not going to be enough character support to make it a you know to make it flow and i will say the flow of that movie they jumped right into it and there was very few dull spots that's what i'm looking for i'm looking to be stimulated woohoo i'm looking to be you know tickled and tickled pink 
looking to be excited and, and laugh. And that's what a movie is to me. I don't want to overanalyze it. I don't want to sit and pick it apart. Enjoy it or don't enjoy it. You know, it's the critic's job to pick it apart. And uh, I, I read the critics' reviews and I understand them. Uh, but for me, it was it was a lot of fun. thought it was a great movie. Yeah. I uh, Wakanda Forever, I don't know when I'll finish it, if I'll finish it. That's a tough one, man. That one so far. Uh, Namor, I don't give a fuck about so far. Shuri, I don't give a fuck about so far. Riri Wilson, who's Ironheart, who will be like that next Iron Man-style character. I don't fucking care. You know, I, I it's just... I will say, they, they jumped right into Riri Wilson, and they, they the, the character development is bad. It's not good. I mean, you're introducing a new character here. And I will say, Katie Lang from Ant-Man, that wasn't real good character development, but it was better than Riri Wilson because we've at least had glimpses of her in the past, uh, even though it's a different actress. The Modoc thing was weird as fuck, like it being Darren. They went really far outside the comics, I think. I'm not a big comic guy. This is just... I looked up Modoc on the like Marvel database and I didn't see any version of him that was the Darren guy from the first Ant-Man movie. But that one was weird. Uh, the the CGI there was that was the visual effects that was not good, in my opinion. His his visual effects were terrible. His face just it was not good. I don't know how you could have done it. Um, I think they should have layered, they should have, like, Modoc kind of has the scrunched up, wrinkly kind of face, almost like the guy from Ninja Turtles, who's a brain in the stomach of the robot. They should, they, they should have went ahead and weathered his face a lot. Like, made him look, you know, still like Darren, but maybe, maybe scrunched everything up. The CGI would have looked better. Instead, it was like all smooth. And a baby face CGI massive head kind of thing. And his massive head is supposed to be part of his intelligence. And this guy was no more intelligent. He was just floating weapon. I don't know. It was, it, that, that part was honestly dumb, but enjoyable. I still enjoyed it. It was dumb, though. Uh, but it, it created some comedic moments. So, whatever. It's fine. It's all fine. Everything's going to be fine. I, but I enjoyed that more than... And I have seen all of them. Except for Wakanda Forever by now. I enjoyed Ant-Man more than Doctor Strange. Uh, oh, that's tough. That's close. I liked both of those. Love and Thunder was trash. Absolute trash. The TV shows got... You know, Moon Knight was just okay. Uh, I liked Loki, I liked WandaVision, I liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye was just okay. Uh, I did not watch the werewolf one. haven't seen that yet. I'll add that to my list of, of things to do. But I will say, uh, Marvel versus Star Wars, like the universes right now, since Star Wars is like got back up and going and cranking along, Star Wars is better. Star Wars is a lot better. You throw any of these Marvel productions, um, honestly, since Phase 1, because Iron Man is still just one of the best. 
that that was a real like an actual great story man the introductions man when you can do half the movie with no superhero fighting and shit and just character development and then the second half of the movie is that excitement that's the formula right there but Star Wars man Andor I haven't finished I'm halfway through the last episode Andor is the shit Andor has been fantastic like if you want to really get analytical it's slow paced sort of but man is it good like it is just fucking good the guy that plays Cassie and Andor is great the villain the woman oh my god she's fucking amazing that show's badass I thought the book of Boba Fett was badass Mandalorian's awesome uh, of course those three trilogy movies with uh, you know the Skywalker shit I took that for what it is like a Marvel movie and I enjoyed them like I enjoyed Ant-Man and the Wasp but everything outside of those three movies everything that's been on Disney Plus I guess I should say has been brilliant in my opinion so Star Wars is is that's my jam right now is that I'm not looking forward to ending Andor because I've enjoyed it so damn much so good even if you're not a Star Wars fan even if you're not a sci-fi kind of person I think Andor is like just a great show for anyone because it's got a little bit of everything fucking great show let's transition I gotta say sometimes I just like to stop and change clothes in the middle of my drive just it's what I like to do not really uh, a little segue there I don't even know what I was talking about and I think it's okay you know this I'm not this is not a professional podcast it is what it is I want to talk about some shit that I enjoy I want to talk about some television I don't watch a lot of television I watch like an hour a night, maybe two hours, hour and a half a night, maybe. Uh, I I don't watch any during the day. I don't really watch any in the early evening. I pretty much watch it uh, nine o'clock, nine to about 11. But there's a half hour smoke break in between there. Yeah, you know, and uh so here, here's the shit I watch. And the reason I want to talk about this because there's just a show in particular that I have fallen in love with. And there's one that I was already in love with. And I, and I just think you need to hear about them because they're fantastic shows. But first, let's talk about just the random shit that I watch. I will say, out of all the Seth MacFarlane cartoon shit, I think that the Cleveland show was absolutely wronged it was the most underrated fucking cartoon adult cartoon of all time the cleveland show it only ran four seasons which is a travesty it's a fucking travesty man if you go back and watch that right now it is absolutely fucking hilarious i know that family guy is funny and that's like the main one that might be my least favorite one, actually. American Dad is uh, right after Cleveland Show for me. The Cleveland Show was the shit. Like, Rollo was great. Cleveland was great. Uh, the side characters were really good. Fuck Cleveland Show kicked ass. 
we just finished watching all four seasons of that, and I'm pretty upset. Uh, we went to Family Guy. We started at like season eight because I feel like I've seen the first six or seven seasons, and maybe a sprinkling here or there of other stuff. But the uh, yeah, that that's kind of like our throw on if you want to stop show. Like we could watch ten to fifteen minutes of that and then not give a shit if we uh, have to turn it off mid episode. I don't know if any of you out there like that, but like I I don't like to bail on stuff that's really good. Not that the cartoons aren't really good. They're just, it's easy to stop and pick up the next day mid-episode. But Cleveland Show, that was like the go-to for like, ah, I've got about 10 or 15 minutes left in me. What do you want to watch? Let's watch half of Cleveland. Half of Cleveland. Uh, Also, sitcom-wise, since I'm already there, uh, we're watching Reba. It's it's a little dated on some stuff, but it's it's actually funny as shit. Uh, if you've never thought about watching Reba, there's one main reason to watch that show, and it is Van, who is the son-in-law, who gets the daughter pregnant at 17. He is probably the funniest sitcom character maybe ever. Like, literally, maybe ever. Funniest fucking sitcom character of all time. Van fucking great uh let's see who else this microphone's giving me a little bit of like a headache being right there in my face maybe it's these sunglasses i don't know either way we'll just go sunglasses list unless i need to i feel like something something's up here like maybe this needs adjusted i don't know something's not right it's like right in my right in my way here but I'm going to see if the sound picks up the same way if I drop my head a little bit. Because it's, kind of, it's kind of annoying me. What do I do here? Maybe I need to maybe I need to take this back a notch? Let's try this. Alright, so anyways. Uh, that's still right in my fucking face. But, that show, uh, Golden Girls. Golden Girls is a fucking classic. Probably the best sitcom of all time. Period just great just really good stuff like it was ahead of its time it pushed some boundaries it was it was a great show and the cast is just perfection on the golden girls what else modern family one of my all-time favorites that's a great one uh sitcom wise there's some i'm missing how i met your mother is one of my favorites of all time which is going to segue into something i like a lot that i discovered but uh Butter, butter. Bill Burr like butter. Uh, anyways, long form shows like Breaking Bad, probably the best of all time. Haven't watched it in a long time, but the best like pure television of all time is probably Breaking Bad, in my opinion. In my old age, I watch a lot of baking shows because my wife makes cupcakes. We love the baking shit, and I absolutely love all of it, all of it. Great British Spring Baking Championship. Holiday Baking Championship. Uh, fuck all of them. Literally all of them. They're just good. If it's a competition that someone has to leave every week and it's baking, not necessarily... Co- I don't like the Gordon Ramsay shit. Never really watched any of that. Like, network TV stuff. It's got to be... Like, it's the shit that's on Discovery. The Discovery app. Discovery Plus. And, uh, you know, the the Great British shit on, on Netflix. That's gold. But reason i'm on a tv kick right now is because 
Uh, let's see. There is the... I said Breaking Bad was like the best TV of all time. But there's also some other television that's just phenomenal. And I would say as far as like... I Breaking Bad, let's call that the best drama thriller of all time. But if you want to go with like dramedy that's more comedy than drama... The best feel-good show I've ever seen. Ted Lasso, absolutely phenomenal on Apple Plus, Apple TV, whatever the fuck. Whatever the fuck. Whatever the fuck. Uh, Then we've got a new show, which is the whole reason I want to talk about television in the first place. How I Met Your Mother. Uh, There's a lot of great things about that show, but there were two things in particular that were fantastic about that show. And it's Neil Patrick Harris and it's Jason Segel fucking love them both and Jason Siegel is a literal national treasure he is just like heartwarming genuine feeling there's just something about that guy that just brings me joy so there's a new Apple TV show and if you don't have Apple TV Ted Lasso and the show Shrinking, which is the new show with Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. Fucking phenomenal. It's worth having Apple TV for those two shows alone. Trust me. Just, it's worth it. It's not expensive anyways. Like five ninety nine a month. But Jason Siegel is a, a therapist whose wife died and he's been in a rut for a long time. And he has enough, he, he's, he's had it with listening to his... Uh, 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 clients or whatever he's had it with their shit so he just starts being blunt honest like tells one woman to leave her husband like he's never going to change he's sick of hearing about it just fucking leave him long story short definitely a a dramedy Harrison Ford's excellent because it's Harrison Ford he's fucking excellent in everything he's in but the show is uh, yeah it's hard laughs and even not harder, but pretty hard heartstring pulls, but nothing crazy. It's like, it's a nice balance. But Jason Siegel is just pure fucking gold in this show. He's gold in everything, but we're only two episodes in, and my god, man, I absolutely I'm in love with this show. I'm in love with Ted Lasso, too. I don't think anything can beat Ted Lot. Ted Lot? I don't think anything can beat Ted Lasso. <laughs> Fuck. I don't think anything could beat Ted Lasso from a feel-good standpoint. Like, if I've had a really shitty day or a shitty week, and I just need to feel great besides, you know, besides, you know, sex with my wife. If I need to feel great, it's Ted Lasso. Man, sex with my wife and Ted Lasso. I don't know if I've ever done that, because Ted Lasso's 40-minute show, 40, 35, 40. I don't know if I've ever done that, because sex always gets in the way of any show that's longer than 20 minutes that would be one hell of an evening though Ted Lasso and some good old fucking that would be great fantastic and I gotta say uh, oh man what's her fucking name Rebecca in Ted Lasso who is the uh, the the the, the uh, uh, Stady who is the owner of the soccer club in that show oh my god like I did the attraction episode a while back like talking about how women my age are now uber attractive to me when I was afraid when I was 20 they wouldn't be at 40 
uh, Rebecca from Ted Lasso, God damn, she's hot. She's so attractive and gorgeous. Her smile, oh, 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 oh. yeah. My wife's gonna have a good night tonight. Me thinking about Rebecca. <laughs> she she wouldn't kill me. She thinks she's hot too. Um, Ted Lasso is the best shit ever, though, and shrinking has the potential to be like the one B to Ted Lasso's one A. I'm really excited to see where it goes because it is just a joy to watch. I, and I, I I found out another thing I watched in a minute, but the older I get, the harder it is for me to watch serious stuff like um, Law and Order SVU, all time classic. I have a hard time watching it anymore because if a kid is hurt or something bad happens to a young woman or so, you know, just anything that's terrible, like it hurts my heart so damn much that I, it's not worth watching to me. I have a hard time watching heavy stuff. That's the word I'm looking for. Heavy stuff. I cannot watch heavy TV or heavy movies at all anymore. Hardly to the point to where there's a lot of things I used to love that I can't watch anymore got to be light uh baking is light sitcoms are light dramedies are mostly light it's got to be something like that or it's got to be just downright campy or goofy like demon knight which is a tales from the crypt movie that my wife just absolutely loves and i uh i had to trek out and journey on ebay to get the dvd which also it was a double feature with uh bordello of blood and you know tales from the crypt movie there too not seen that one I'm going to, though, and I'll update you on what I think of that. But uh, Demon Knight, Billy Zane, uh, Jada Pinkett, before she was Smith, before, you know, before she was fucking terrifying, that that movie is absolutely amazing. I've only seen it twice. I watched it with my wife like five years ago, and we just watched it again the other night. And that is, that's, that's a complete joy to watch. That is such a good, if you haven't watched Tales from the Crypt movies, like, fucking watch them. They're they're fantastic fantastic let me tell you brother that's about it man i just want to talk about some television again i don't watch a lot of it i can't really get over yeah i can man stadies uh ambulances oh god that looks awful driving fucking terrifying man you know you gotta be as safe as you can throw a microphone up it makes you feel safer yeah but yeah television that's about all I watch, man. I don't watch a lot of movies. I watch the Marvel shit. Um, it's getting bad. I've talked about that a little bit. I think maybe this episode. Fuck, I think it was this episode. That would be good. Did I talk about... It's been two days since I recorded the first half of this. Did I talk about Marvel movies and shit? And then when I picked it back up two days later and couldn't remember what I was talking about, I just transitioned to television because of shrinking. Jason Siegel and his fucking amazing self. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, fucking classic. I love you, man. Classic. Fuck, Jason Siegel's fucking the man. If I was gay, it'd be Jason Siegel, just because his personality and everything about him just warms my heart. It'd be him. I have no physical attraction to men, but I have emotional attraction to men. Jason Siegel, I am emotionally attracted to you, Jason. Be my, be, be my if I was be my if I was alright I'm going to end it on that weird note it's just a fun note seriously though Jason Siegel's like perfect personality 
just perfect personality. In movies and TV, I know he could be different outside of it, but I doubt it. I fucking doubt it. I bet he's just as wonderful in person, just as wonderful in his personal life as he is on TV and movies. Alrighty. Uh, I'm going to sign out. I'm going to be safe for the, for the last 10 minutes of my drive. Got to take my kids to the library for Roblox night so they can get their game on. And I can play on the pinball machine in the game room at the library because our library kicks ass. Little Marvel pinball coming my way. Yeehaw. See you guys next time on Bark in the Car. Bark in the Car. Bark in the Car.